2: This episode, we are talking about the classic film Frankenstein from 1931. One of the all-time classic universal monster movies that not only helped launch Halloween Horror Nights, of course, but the horror genre itself. I am Matt, and joining me this week are my usual co-hosts, Karen. Hello. And Quint. Hello. Now, this is a little bit of a long overdue episode, but we're going to get right into it here, I think. Um, I'm actually... Saying all this, and I'm not even really taking over hosting tonight, so that was a way too long intro to say, Quint, take it from me.
1: <laughs> yeah, this has been a little <laughs> bit too long in the making. Um, oh, We just got busy in the beginning of the year, everybody
2: does, so. Yep. Uh, I, just, I, was, I swore I'm not going to be as busy as 2016, and now here we are already in February, I'm like, all right, well, so much for that. For uh, the way I figure is they can take it out of my paycheck, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> anyway, like Matt said, we are talking about Frankenstein. And this was released on November twenty first, nineteen thirty one. Um it was directed by James Whale, and it's gonna be some, some repeat names from the last episode that you're gonna hear. Uh Colin Clive or the cast from the cast, sorry. The cast was Colin Clive, Mae Clark, John uh John Bowles, Boris Karloff, Dwight Fry, Edward Van Sloan, and Frederick Kerr. At least that's what I've got written down.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's I missed that's the major yeah, I players, apologize. i say, Yep.
2: Yeah. Dwight Fry, now, the one that should really jump out if you happened to just listen to our last episode. I mean, it was uh, for regular listeners a while ago, but if you're just catching on, it is yeah. fairly new. Um, yeah, he was, uh, he, he was a huge... We just talked about out. Dracula. He was a big part in Dracula. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: And, and, and I think that, you know... When we talk about these these movies, you hear Boris Karloff, you hear Bela Lugosi, you hear all of those big names, and I think Dwight Fry kind of gets the shaft here.
2: He does. It's, um, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, he doesn't play well, obviously doesn't play as big a role as he did in Dracula, but I think I mean he plays a pretty key character. I mean he's he's without he that, steals every scene he's he in. Does, he, yep, that's a great point. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. I I think um he really should have gotten uh I think he should have gotten more fame and more recognition yep. than, than yep. he ended up getting. Um now uh, the, another fun fact that we're going to go to here which you know Matt seemed to like last show so I'm going to go with it again is rotten tomatoes.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> right. You care to guess, Matt? I'm not gonna cuz I th- looked at it when we brought this up before and I think I ah. know what it is. So I'll leave it to Karen it to guess. It's still 100% on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: That is just, it's amazing to me. And I know why. I mean, I just watched the movie. I know exactly why. But, you know, for an old movie to still have 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, is just, it's amazing. Yeah. See, let's, let's, you know, going over, there was a lot of the same... Um, I didn't notice a lot of different cinematography techniques or anything like that in this movie compared to, like, Dracula. Uh, it was it was very recent after Dracula, so there wasn't a whole lot of technology happening, uh, new technology, new things like that. So, I didn't really see anything that new. One yeah. thing that I did note was that there was a lot less matte shots, matte painting shots, and mm-hmm. a lot more uh, on-site shots.
2: It's funny you say that. I was actually kind of noticing maybe halfway through the film that I wasn't really noticing the camera work or paying, maybe not paying attention to it. And that could have been one of two things. One, I know the movie so well, or two that I kind of got that out of my system watching Dracula. And like you just said, this is produced in the same year, so not much was added in the way of technology or technique or any kind of uh, methodology. So maybe I got all that noticing it out of my system watching Dracula and didn't even realize till halfway through the film. Like, oh yeah, wait a minute, we got a lot of stagnant shots and very little camera movement but it didn't take me it took me until well halfway through the movie to even realize that but there were a few
1: differences there weren't they didn't rely nearly as much on that uh that portrait shot uh you know different lit portrait shot that they used very well in dracula didn't rely on that very much at all in this movie there was a lot more on-screen motion in this movie and faster motion like uh, the the actors weren't afraid to move a lot and move fast and you know um i think the the direction and the acting was much more what we would think of as movie acting than it was
2: uh theater acting like we we made mention of in dracula i think the pace of this when you said movement just the overall pace of this movie felt almost double a dracula
1: it was interestingly paced um I had another note about that. Uh, We can probably, we're probably going to jump all over the place. I mean, we're talking about cinematography, script, acting, production values. Those are the big key pieces that I have written down. But I think for this one, it really doesn't make sense to just kind of to to stay, you know, do one at a time. So let's jump around a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Um, In Dracula, we had the whole reveal in in the first six minutes of the movie. Right. Yeah. (laughs) With this movie. You don't have the, the you don't even have the creature until almost halfway through the movie. So there's a huge pacing difference from, you know, what we got in Dracula to what we've got here. Now, this is a creepy buildup because they're really telling you what the creature is. They just haven't shown it to you yet. And you can see guys robbing graves and you can see guys, you know, doing, doing, piecing this together. You just don't get to see it until like about halfway in. And I thought that was really interesting, comparing it to Dracula. Anyway,
0: it's the beginning of that anticipatory feeling, like you're sitting there wondering what this creature is going to look like, and it starts building that fear sense in people yeah, as that- they're watching, because th- that gives it gives them time to start piecing the parts of the different bodies and everything together in their own mind as to what they've created, and then it's revealed makes it a little more thriller-like.
1: Yeah. The origin of the slow burn. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was, it was cool because they did a lot of, um, they did a lot of character building around, uh, Henry and, and, really everybody that was all of the, the side characters were really there to just build up Henry and, and take us down his sort of path into, well, I guess he had already started in his path, path into psychosis, but um, it it was just like his mental health issues were like the entire crux of the entire movie and (laughs) everything going on in the background and everything else was just like, uh, you know, it was telling that story of his mental health issues, which honestly, in, for for 1931 is an incredibly progressive movie, right? Um, nobody really, I mean, mental health wasn't curing mental health because they in the movie hmm. they tried to cure curing mental health was never anything that they were doing back then. They were just like no. sticking sticking people in asylums and and you know maybe take a stick a uh, hook and shove it up their nose, splatter their
2: brain around a bit. That's I, all they were doing, right? So never... I never. This was pretty never thought of that all these times I've watched this movie that's I'd never really considered that some of the themes with the times that's jeez I almost kind of wish we had the little bit of a pre conversation before this but uh wow that's no that's we were just saying that like I didn't write many notes because I've seen this movie so many times that nothing nothing really jumped out as me as new and I was expecting this conversation to and lo and behold yeah that's 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 really I've never thought of that i'm I'm really kind of really kind of blown away about that observation
0: yeah, the fact that they wanted to help him rather than carry him off and is is very progressive for that that time right, period. Yeah.
1: So I mean, obviously, let's let's talk a little bit about this build up. We've got you know before we even meet Henry, we've got you know the the fiance, um, and the. Uh, Victor is an interesting character in this one. I think we'll get into him a little bit later, but but he he appears to be you know the next in line in case henry doesn't work out for her it's, it's kind of the <laughs> sure, way i felt. Yeah. got it right she, yeah uh, it was like wow that's
2: i mean that's i guess that's <laughs> it's it's almost like the best man was vice president right oh yeah
0: yeah <laughs>
2: if, the, if the groom cannot fulfill his obligations of the groom the right. best man is here to take over and
1: then the the doctor, which was the actor who played uh, Van Helsing, <laughs> Van Helsing without in, glasses. Yes, Van Helsing <laughs> without glasses. Edward Van Sloan again, um, and I thought he was pretty good in this one. Uh, I. Th- I th- I think he did better as this doctor than he did as Van Helsing. He was. I prefer it.
2: I I think it goes back to the stage acting thing you're talking about. He was much less playing to the back row and more to the camera. So he was toned down a little Mm -hmm. bit, which actually made his character, I think, more effective in this movie.
1: So, you know, getting back to that, I think that might have been direction. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, It certainly could be. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very cool, though. I had uh, had a good time watching him. Um, He. He lays it out basically. He explains to everybody what's going on. One of the scenes that early on in the movie that I'd like to, to go back to a little bit is where they get the brain from. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: that was one of my favorite scenes in this in this entire movie, just because the again, uh, uh, Dwight Fry, Dwight Fry steals this scene. He he comes in. He's a bumbling idiot. He picks up figures. Eh, one brain's as good as the other, right? Uh,
2: <laughs> and I, I hate to say that Young Frankenstein—I wouldn't say Young Frankenstein ruined this for me by any means, but Young Frankenstein can does not uh, can't leave my head in this scene because I picture Marty Feldman going normal. That'd be normal. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm same.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, since we're doing everything in the all the wrong orders here, let's okay. actually uh, take. Take a step back, and, and um, so we know where Matt's seen this movie you know, thousands of times or whatever. So, Karen, was this your first viewing?
2: It was. That's going to be the answer to every movie we talk about when it comes to the classic horror movies. So, this was not my first
1: viewing. I have seen this movie. It has been some time uh, since I've seen it, but I've watched it several times. Not Probably not as many times as Matt, but Frankenstein's always been one of my favorite classic monsters. So, yeah, this one actually had been viewed by me before but not for many many years Mm -hmm. um and it was i i misremembered and had filled in certain things from pop culture and Mm. and other other imaginings of this movie that, that that didn't happen. <laughs> you know I know what exactly I mean?
2: what you're talking about. Even to this day, no matter how many times I've seen it, if it's been a year, and it's probably been about a year, maybe more. Actually, no, I take it back. It's Oh, and maybe it had have been. I had watched it in preparation for the Jack's uh, Mayhem and Madness house, and that was 25. So it may have been over a year since I'd seen this. And you're exactly right. It's like that when you get to the, I'm going to say slower parts. I would never say this movie drags, but when you get to the... Uh, well the opening when you don't where you don't have the monster um, mm-hmm. it, it, I, those parts are even to this day no matter how times I see them kind of forgettable until they're on screen and then of course I remember them but but I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about
1: the other thing like I, I, there's this again I, my notes are kind of scattered but uh, going back to the very first scene of this movie is a funeral right mm-hmm. they're grave robbing and doing all of that stuff I think one of the best three second clips of this movie was when the undertaker lights his pipe. <laughs> okay. Oh that? my God. That was awesome. He does this little dance and lights it off the, the bottom of his shoe. Oh, and, okay. Yes. The bottom of yes. his shoe and then and it lights his pipe. that was just awesome. I was <laughs> like, oh my God, that is like, how long did he have to practice doing that? True,
2: yeah. Uh, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but let's go. Okay. So let's get to, we start getting to the reveal. The set for the mad scientist laboratory, fantastic! I love it. That's one of the reasons that I uh, that I keep watching this movie is that that entire set is to me like this is where we got the definition of what a, a mad scientist laboratory should look like. It is, and
2: um, it is remarkable. And just we, I just mentioned it minutes ago. It is remarkable how much they got right in. Uh, dr frankenstein's laboratory room in that jack house i just talked about because we got the chance to walk inside that room on our tour you and i quit Mm -hmm. and that's when i really looked around and went everything in here is like off the screen it was awesome it really was yeah and and except maybe the picture of the monsters in the in the 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 monsters i'm sorry in the corner but other than that (laughs) (laughs) you gotta have the easter eggs right yeah
1: And since the Munsters were uh, way later than thirty-one, having a picture of them would have been tough. (laughs) Uh, um, It does have. This is where one of my my favorite lines comes out. It's the chemical galvan chemical galvanism and electrobiology. (laughs) It's like, wow, that's even word salad for nineteen (laughs) thirty-one, right?
2: (laughs) Flux capacitor. Yeah, that's the only thing missing.
1: We start getting a little bit of the the reveal. We we get a little bit of the hand. We get uh, some of that kind of stuff. The electrical effects are, are just great in this. Uh, when he starts testing his mm-hmm. machinery before the real storm comes, and then of course they get int- he gets interrupted. Him
2: and and uh, what's what's the Igor character's name? Fritz. Uh, Fritz. Fritz. Yeah. Thank you. yeah, which is so. It's yeah. It's Igor. <laughs> Everyone wants it to be Igor. Even I want it to be Igor, but it is. It's yeah. Fritz. I mean, I remember at this point, but it took me many it's viewings G- to get it, it driven into my head. Well, I mean, Igor is, is Russian. This is a German film or <laughs>
1: yeah. based on a, a German area. It right? makes it's more it.
2: Yeah. sense to be Fritz, but everyone remembers Igor. That's because Igor yes. is a name that's used in every parody of of our course. entire lives. Yes. Yes. Uh, anyway, the, uh,
1: him and Fritz are trying to to make their. Uh, or, or getting their stuff together, getting it all ready for their big experiment. They get interrupted by the doctor, Victor, and um,
2: uh, Elizabeth. Well, just, I want to uh, harken back to something you just said, the whole storm thing. The whole lead up just from the from the first roll of thunder of this scene is so good on every level. Visually, yeah. the sound mm-hmm. is what really gets me. I'm like, because the, these are, I don't think I'm, Slighting it i'm saying a fact the sound for these things is nothing compared to you know like the the digital thx and god knows whatever what's even past that at this point but it's it's probably a mono track but just the layers of sound with the storm and creating that scene in 1931 second horror movie out of the Mm -hmm. gate for universal studios is incredible
1: i agree i noticed it i didn't write it down as as something but now that you're mentioning it it's the, the sound in this movie, I did mention. Uh, I did realize it about a bit later, and that's basically when the music came in. I was like, "Oh yeah, I've been going through this whole mu- movie with, with no soundtrack, yeah. no yeah. music again." Mm-hmm. And I haven't missed it. I missed it a little bit in in Dracula. I didn't miss it at
2: all nope. in this one. It's this, um, it, the sound is the this is like almost like a a natural soundtrack. It's like a precursor to a score to a movie. Yeah. It's and it's one of those things. It's like um, and you, Dave, and I had talked about this before with audio works we've done. You don't notice something wrong until it's missing. So the fact that they were able to keep you from even realizing there was no music all through that point until there was music in the scene is huge. Yeah, I I I agree. Um, And again, this is this is
1: where. you know, it's amazing how much detail filmmaking and and how many of the 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 things that, that uh, producers, directors, actors are using today in filmmaking were, were developed back then already. Right? right. Like yeah. these these are not things that got thrown away and replaced. They are still using a lot of these principles to this yeah. very day, and it's it's to ma- amazing yeah. to me. Uh, we get you know we get we get some good conflict scenes with. Uh, you know, them trying to talk the doctor down, and then the doctor's like, Well, but I can create life. I'm a god. Um, the whole lead up to, you know, the bringing the, the, the monster body up. So you obviously can't see the transformation happening, mm-hmm. but. I know why they did it that way yeah. because it's hard to, but right. there's also that what Karen was talking about before, where it's like, we're finally seeing some of the monster and then they take it away from us. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. like, God damn it. You know, like what the hell is this thing? Um, it, it, uh, it was, it was really cool. I, it, the way they did it because of their limitations, they worked it into the story and they made it one of those, those really anticipatory things. I, I thought, I thought it was brilliant. The amount of special effects that they had going, for a 1931 black and white movie was astounding in this scene. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, they were using Tesla coils to great effect. Uh, they were using just different electricity, jumping, arcing things to, to really good effect. The weather effects were really fun. Uh, the sound again, like you were mentioning, like the, that storm just builds up into this crescendo of this experiment. Right. And it just keeps building and building, uh,
2: Fantastic. Loved every second of it. Yeah, I, I have no complaints about this scene. I mean, this one of the, it's, this is, a, did we, I don't know if we mentioned any of the drag I don't think we did. If you watch, I don't watch award ceremonies, but when I, when I catch things online or anything that has to do with film history, when they show classic lines or classic scenes, you can almost guarantee something from this scene, either a line or a shot or a sound effect is going to be in that montage. This is how classic that scene is.
1: Yeah. Now there's, there's one thing um, we, were, we were talking a little bit about the mental health aspect a little earlier. There's one line in this scene when he's right before he, he turns on the experiment, which is, you know, we'll see whether I'm crazy or not. And he delivers this line so well that y- you're really not sure if this is like a look into the making of a madman or just a pure narcissist or, or what it's just, uh, the actor was just absolutely fantastic
2: mm-hmm. delivering henry's lines yeah because you don't know for sure that he knows what side of the coin he's on at that point until, mm-hmm. until this, and he's not going to decide until he brings that body back down at least that's the the impression i got
1: yes and then you know it it all culminates obviously in it's alive right oh yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and that's where you really see that, that no this is this is beyond narcissism already he's he's definitely crawling into the uh <laughs> into the, the mental <laughs> mental breakdown area. um.
2: But from his also, perspective, though, it's like I think he would think he was insane if he thought he could bring a body to life, and it turns out he couldn't. But now he's proven he could, so I think he confirmed what he thinks is, is his sanity. But then outside of him, doing this is insane thanks. to others. Well, it, 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 even just that,
1: the look in his face oh, and yeah, the, well, the, that. The, <laughs> the expression... <laughs> You know, you you can, as the watcher, you can really tell how far off the deep end he is, but he doesn't get it yet.
2: I actually confused right? the, the very first, like way back when, when I first started getting into these movies and would watch them way out of, not even not out of release order and whatnot. I often confused uh, Colin Clive with, um, oh crap, what's Fritz's name? Uh, oh, Dwight Fry. Dwight Fry Because of Dwight, uh, Dwight Fry's look at when they opened the ship in Dracula.
1: Yeah. Th- they look mm. very
2: similar in those two. In, this, in that yeah, scene in yeah. this
1: scene yeah um, yeah and so and again we're, we're right now the scenes that we're talking about we're about one third of the way in and we've just barely seen that the, the, the monsters alive we've seen a hand we've seen the, the forehead area a little bit we've seen the vague shape of the body and now we cut over to the plans for or, or the dude my favorite character in the entire movie the baron
2: <laughs> yes, I'm, so, I'm so glad you said that um his first scene i'm gonna be honest it's the worst scene in this movie it's it's poorly oh, it acted it's poorly it paced but then every other scene the baron's in after that I, i'm with you he's my favorite character and i uh-huh. think it has to do with the character gets a couple drinks in him and progressively talks about drinking throughout the movie and he's he is the best exactly. character after that first scene
1: yes oh yeah the first scene is 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 really hard he chews scenery yeah. pretty hard on that first scene um and so does the uh the um, magistrate or whatever the the, the
0: Bürgermeister, the Bürgermeister. Burg- yes.
1: Thank you. Um, both of them in that first scene are are not very good. Yeah, uh, they they chew the scenery pretty hard. But after that, um, I, I just oh. love the way he continuously thanks his grandmother for <laughs> uh, <one>. for getting <laughs> his wine. grandfather to drink the booze. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's awesome.
0: My favorite part is when they hand out the glasses to the the maids and the last maid on the end takes it like a shot. <laughs> I
2: didn't She's notice I've like, oh been God, working for this guy for noticed.
0: way too long.
1: <laughs> nah, and, and just how condescending of an asshole he is. He's like, <laughs> yes. oh, give them the champagne. This would be wasted on them. And they're <laughs> oh, right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, is,
2: uh, he is, yeah, every time. Uh, after that, that first scene, I kind of just, I, I just hold on, get through it, because I know, I know that's like, that's just a ramp up, because he's about to take off.
1: And I don't think that first scene even bothered me as much as it did you, but um, it's when you, I, I mean, I totally we, I totally understand what you're talking yeah, about. But. Yeah.
2: And it didn't at first. It's just one of those. It is, and again, when you watch any movie and you start knowing the lines and you, yeah, the, the one I, I, it's not, it's not, it doesn't ruin the movie by any means. It's just, that is his, that's his worst scene. And, and I'm, and it may be the worst scene in a movie and saying the worst scene in such a good movie isn't really saying much. I'm just comparing it to itself, you know? And so they're going to go and and find. Uh, is this where they go to find Henry again? Um, yeah, because he jumps to the the logical conclusion. Is it all has to do with another woman, right? Yes, <laughs>
1: <says down there. laughs> which
2: he says yeah, like eight gonna, times. Yeah, uh-huh. we get it. We get it. you think as a woman, it's okay. Have a, have a open that bottle of wine and chill.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. So get a, once he starts getting a drink into him, he's a much better. <laughs> he's just character. he's the best. At- <laughs> uh, all right. So we, we now see that Henry has gone off the deep end. Yeah. Uh, when, when the other, th- you know, this, the scene with the doctor, Henry is not very healthy anymore, but the best part of this is the way that they reveal the creature.
2: Yeah, and again, uh, and I will I will parken back to our earlier conversation. Even though I know it's coming, I always seem to remember there being a reveal before this reveal, probably because the way it's been paid homage to or paradised in so many other things mm-hmm. that I've seen just as much as this. Right. And this is just, you know, the creature backs into the room. And just
1: does this slow, slow turn and you just, you see shadows mostly first half of its face is covered in shadow. And then as it turns and the face starts coming into relief, it's just, it's a really creepy shot.
2: Yeah, (laughs) That's one technical thing I'm curious about. Um, Of course, the the version I have now I've had for years and I don't recall what versions I've had before this, but that, that like triple zoom on bars, Carlos face. I'm wondering if that was actually in the original 1931, or if that was put in later in recuts and re-releases to add dr- more dramatic thing to it. Because I, I, don't, I don't know why that seems like it could be a more later period type editing, but it also could have been in 1931. I, I, I don't, I've never gotten that answer. I've never really looked that hard to find out. But I'm curious if that is or not.
1: Yeah, because that was the only piece of it that really kind of draw me, drew me out of it. Yeah,
2: that 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 was the only effect or piece of camera work that doesn't match up with everything else you see the entire 80 minutes or 70 right. minutes
1: it was pretty jarring yeah now the this is another thing that i'd forgotten about this movie is how how much of the the creature they they actually did think about like the, the what was the creature's mindset going to be and and all of this really these details that I didn't remember from, from this movie. And, you know, the whole, you know, reaching for the sun, striving Mm -hmm. to be outside, trying to get out. Um, so the creature knows he's confined and he knows that, uh, yet there's still that, that primal fear of fire, which is just kind of a juxtaposition that didn't at first make a whole lot of sense, but it's straining for freedom because he's seeing the sun, but the sun's just a giant ball Ball of fire. fire, Right. Mm So, you know, being afraid of fire at the same time, but then you think about, you know, a lot of creatures that are out in the wild, they're sort of the same way, right? They, they like the sun. They know the sun. They, you know, non-nocturnal creatures, obviously. And yet they're still scared of fire. So makes sense. Um, but they set up a lot of, a a lot more depth for the creature than I thought they, they would.
2: And then they get into why are they torturing the creature? Why is Fitz... Uh, in my my question has always been, why is Fitz specifically torturing the creature? Because he's the one yeah. that's just terrible to him. He actually, this is when... And it may be a part of the story telling that that's when the sympathy for me has always started with the creature. Um, I think first I get mad at Fitz, or Fritz. I've been saying Fitz. Fritz. And um, first I'm mad at Fritz, then I get... Sympathy for the creature. And that may be the whole purpose of that scene. Could
1: be. Um, and and you know, maybe Fritz is is just like he's finally happy that he's not the the ugliest <laughs> creature <laughs> right. in the dungeon. I don't know, you know. I it, it's could be I mean it's I his don't...
2: motivation, maybe it's taking attention away from Dr. Frankenstein from him Dawn to the Monster. I mean, there's all kinds of the motivation isn't really uh difficult i think to surmise and whether i'm right or not i don't know but it's like that that scene just i i get so angry with <laughs> fritz like right yeah. on the bat and i know it's coming i, at this I know point.
1: <laughs> and and of course uh fritz is the first victim yep they they manage to drug the monster and and drag him back into the cell the Baron is there, tries to take take Henry away. Um, Henry's like, oh, I'm just going to go upstairs and do whatever. Henry collapses. So, at this point, we're, you know, we're in a place where it's like, okay, so Henry has been taken away. Uh, the doctor is starting to, it's going to gonna dissect the creature, which, wouldn't you make sure the thing's dead before you do that? <laughs> but anyway, and this is where, you know, the monster is alive. It kills the doctor. and breaks out and goes running off into the the night, I believe. Um, and then you have what appears to be some time passing, because Henry's recovering, they're planning their wedding, they're, it's the wedding day. Uh, uh, you already mentioned the servant's toast, because that was just <laughs> absolutely awesome.
0: Um,
1: and it's, it's a really, now I don't know if this is period German, or if this is how German weddings looked or what, but there seemed to be a lot of effort to get the details of the costuming and the, the dancing and the, the whole festivities of a German town wedding done. Right.
2: Yeah. I see uh, what you're saying. <laughs>
1: you know, cause there's a lot of street scenes. There's a lot of, and it, I, I got to imagine back then, you know, doing sort of street scenes and things like that weren't as easy as doing studio yeah, shots. I, right? right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 So it seems like they actually went to a lot of effort to do those types of scenes. Right. Okay. I don't know, it, it just caught my caught my attention that yeah, I, we're outside I we're doing it. the the little girl scene is just so fucking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um I, first of all to us in this day and age especially who leaves their little girl at home alone <laughs> you know but back then it was like no you know it's, you're out in the woods he's a woodsman he's going to do his thing and there's nobody around so she might as well just
2: stay at home and play right no big deal there's one memory i have that floods back every time i see this scene from watching it the first time at least in my older years is when um the uh when this, when her father says go play with that kitty, my I remember not remembering every detail of this movie going, Oh man, if something happens to that fucking cat, I'm gonna lose it.
1: <laughs> and that was the thing. I, I, the first, first times I was watching it too, it was like that cat's gone, right? Yeah. Like there, that's what's gonna happen. I'm right. gonna kill the cat. No, 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 the cat's all no, fine. Cat's fine. Yeah, it's the little girl <laughs> into the water. <laughs> Bye. Um, and and just that whole when he sits down and he's playing with her and he's putting two and two together that this can go in the water and then he just like picks her up tosses I was just like what in the <laughs> fuck
2: There's a <laughs> great story about this that I I didn't write down the details but I'll I'll recite it best from memory and apologies anyone that knows the story better than me I guess um well not I guess but the the they were having trouble conveying what exactly the monster did or what happened to the little girl because in the shooting script it said they were laying the flowers down on the water and then the monster laid the girl down on the water well that doesn't seem very deadly obviously between james whale and boris Karloff, filming this scene and having done that exact thing in the shooting script they together had come up with the idea and and it seems to be accredited more to boris Karloff, and that just may be part of you know how the history played out, it may not be true, but it sounds like Boris Karloff had the main idea of throwing the flowers in the water so that the monster would then throw the girl, which is a lot more violent than laying her down. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And and I,
1: I don't know. Either way, it would have been creepy, but it was just <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah. True. Yep. Uh, I, and especially, it's like, oh, my God, it's a little girl. Come on. Yeah, exactly.
2: Don't do it to a little girl. No, no, no. Oh.
1: Well, to make, really?
2: the, make it more heart-wrenching. The, uh, and I don't know what prompted the change. The shooting script said that it was the mother and the little girl. So it was the, the mother that had to deal with that um, bringing the body back, which may have made Oof. that playoff even more heart-wrenching than the father bringing it back, even though the father, yeah. the look on his face, not to jump too far ahead, but when he brings her to town, is pretty devastating. Oh yeah. Oh for sure.
1: Um anyway, we jump back to and, and this is the weird thing is like we jump from that scene to the scene where there's music playing, the the wedding is in full swing, or at least the party is in full swing and everything's going and everybody's happy and and it was just like it's really jarring. Uh intentionally so I'm sure. Sure, yeah. But uh yeah, it's just wow, your your brain is kind of going all all kinds of directions. And there's then there's that weird premonition scene from Elizabeth, and I'm not sure what it was there for. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I like I didn't understand why she needed to be feeling like what? Okay, uh, maybe to up the creep factor, or <laughs> but we already knew that like the creature was coming, and we already know the creature's out there, so.
2: Yeah, I mean I I guess I interpret it as just a part of trying to build the suspense because when the creature does come, there is a there's more suspense built on top of that where she where he mm. he reaches for her and she just moves out of the way, which is I mean, even to this right. day, watching it going, Ah oh, so close. Wait, look behind you, look behind you <laughs>
1: Uh and the funniest thing. He's like, okay, so so she's scared shitless, and what does he do? He locks her in the room. Yeah, right, like, yeah. What? <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, the sensitivities from, from the 30s to now are
2: uh, <laughs> changed a little. I did note, um, sort of mentally, I, I never really, I don't know why this didn't occur to me before, but May Clark is very pretty in the scene. I'm not saying she's not a pretty woman. Um, She is, but she just seems like, for some reason, she, that, they must have spent some time finding the right dress for her because she looked actually gorgeous in this scene as opposed to the rest of the movie. I, I agree. At least. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was like there's silence. Yeah. I don't know. No, no. I,
1: I totally agree.
2: And I'm not um, just saying I, that because she's a Philadelphia native. Oh, well, she is. <laughs>
1: and there was a hell of a train on that dress. Yeah,
0: that too. Yeah. Oh, God.
1: I was like, like, like she walked back and forth in the room, and it was like, like she just laid the train down one way and then laid the train down the other way. and She hadn't even started pulling it yet because it was like still there. Like, holy
2: mm-hmm. shit! Kind of would, would have been funny is that when you know the first attempt of uh, the monster grabbing her missed if he just put his foot down on her train and stopped her dead in the <laughs> middle of the room. <laughs> you have a, a Fred Flintstone yeah, over right. there. Yeah. She's like, are still moving. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, and and that that scene is where we get that classic monster stumble like that the arms out yeah, uh, yeah. The, the the lumbering gate. that's that's like exactly where that classic movement for the Frankenstein monster comes from and it's just you know I remind had to remind myself again I was like this is the first time
2: anyone did it yeah, right this that's, is not that's hard to remember <laughs> with the, even more than Dracula I think this has been. In pop culture, in so many ways, I, I can't even begin oh, to list man. how many ways. Oh, I mean, just even in like
1: you know, at the office, somebody's like a, you know, whatever, somebody's a, a zombie or a monster, and that's the first thing you do is like arms, arms um, up and just like yep. stagger, stagger, right? Like that is the classic s- slow stagger monster po- pose. Absolutely, Done. yeah, it, it was good. Um, so he he scares her to. He scares her, what, to, to fainting or screaming anyway, and then takes off. He runs away as she screams, which, okay. Um, that was a pretty hideous scream. There was that. <laughs> she, she did hit the high notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is where we start getting the mob together. The The guy uh, comes in with his dead, dead daughter. Um, the mob starts forming outside. Uh, we get our classic. No pitchforks, but you can start getting that classic torch mob. Uh, almost every monster
2: movie has, yep, the, that mob, has the mob,
1: has the torches, the, the torches, pitchforks. Yep.
2: This is, and again, this one, this is a thing that's really hard to remember. This is where it started.
1: Uh, it is. Because like, I was writing down, oh, yeah, classic torches and pitchforks. I'm like, wait a minute. This is the original
2: mob. Yes, yep. <laughs> yeah. Every time you go to make a, a note for a trope, you're like, well, it's not a trope when it's the first one. Right. Yep. I know. I did like um,
1: when they get to the crossroads and they split up go three ways there's this really really fat guy and I can say this because I'm fat there's this really really fat guy who's not quite keeping
2: up to his group
1: I probably saw
2: that but it just didn't stand out to me this time again that's funny it made me chuckle so
1: this this entire movie has a few of these and this is I think this is the last one I'm pointing them at so I'm going to go back a little bit and, and go through some of these things uh the first time that the doctor uh is is going into frankenstein's lab he goes and he starts poking around the the tools and the dead body and or the the monster body and stuff and frankenstein says no you can't touch any of this just go away and then as soon as he sits him down in the chair and he explains a few things to him he's like come look i'll show you and it's (laughs) like wait i thought he wasn't supposed to right right so there's this there's a lot of those types of things. Uh, there's another one that happens right here where it's where it's like, okay, everybody stick together. Why don't you go over that way and go and do that <laughs> yeah. stuff? It's like, what? <laughs> everybody stick together except you. All right. Uh, the monster hiding from dogs. That was an interesting one. He he hides behind the rocks and the dogs just run right by.
2: Well, why do we have the dogs then? <laughs> yeah, well, they didn't know. That. This is the first time the monsters. This is the first monster ever. Who, who knew? All right. Yeah, who knew? They don't smell (laughs) at all. Which seems completely odd. I think the exact opposite would be that they'd smell terrible.
1: Right. (laughs) In a corpse-like, maybe? Yeah, right. Exactly. Bingo. Bingo. Ah, but maybe all the ozone from the lightning just kind of, like, that overpowers the smell.
2: (laughs) You know what? There's actually something we said for that. No, there's
1: not. (laughs) You just just said it. (laughs) I know. All right, so we get we get a fight between the monster and Henry. Um, This is where the one of the few parts of the movie where uh, the fight was not believable
2: in the least. Oh, this is I will say this does not hold up. This is like this is Captain Kirk circa nineteen sixty seven quality fighting here.
1: Yes, exactly. This was, and I, I part of me seems to think that one they they. I mean, obviously, it's the '30s. They hadn't figured out fight choreography right, yeah. and things like that. But number two, I think um, having to move in that suit and having to move oh, in God, that costume, yeah. Yeah. might have been enough where it was just like they they could only do so and so much, right?
2: Sure. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Did absolutely. Did not yeah. take me. It didn't take me out of the movie. It didn't make me dislike the movie. Um, it was just it didn't hold up like like a lot of the rest of the movie did.
2: No, that's that is, yeah. I mean, that's a. Uh unfortunately I mean that's a that's just one of those things that don't age well at time and that is I wouldn't say that's harder to watch each time but it's it does because it, of what you just described it feels just slightly longer every time I see it yeah
1: now uh, there's a curious thing here where he, he drags Henry to the to the windmill mm-hmm. and I'm not sure why he doesn't just kill him on the spot maybe he doesn't have time to 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 do it. I don't know what, but, but anyway, we, we get to, um, the end set piece, which is, is amazing. And it's an amazing set piece. I I the, the entire windmill is, uh, scenes are to me. Fantastic. They, they set this movie apart from a lot of it's, uh, uh a lot of the other movies that, that are in that era by a long shot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love everything that happens here the the shots where uh Henry and the and the, the monster are running around this gear mechanism and they've got the camera shots shooting through the gear mechanism it's it's, it's beautiful that, like the cinematography is just gorgeous
2: that is a great shot that uh, of the, the things that uh don't hold up in that scene that is not one of them that is a great show no. and I know what you're talking
1: about the major thing that doesn't hold up here but we'll get to that <laughs> um, uh you know there's there's they, they used height again, the, um, the, with the camera and the angles and that sort of stuff, they were using the, the, the whole height of, of, uh, to, to really good effect, mm-hmm. um, with the monster looking down. And I, I just, I really, really enjoyed the perspective scenes that they shot from, from this, for this scene, the, the, the windmill itself is such a classic, uh, Germanic, you know, iconic, uh, hillside sort of thing that it just it fits with the rest of the movie so well. Um and then of course there is the fight on top and the dummy toss is pretty bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah.
1: uh it, it was just one of those things where it's like, "Whoa, yeah, that's a dummy." <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That's actually that you know what? It's that I forgive because I do consider time uh the the time period for that. It it is the fighting the or the yeah. or should I say non fighting that happens in the windmill. Yeah. It's just kinda <laughs> like, yeah, just, this is yeah. this this is as long as I remember it is. Yeah.
1: I, I forgive the fighting in the windmill much more than I do the one on the on the uh on the side of the mountain just because they did get some good stuff in yeah. the windmill. They got
2: some good shots Actually, in the, the windmill. You are, you're absolutely right. The windmill is better than the, the 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 mountain one is is the weaker of the two because the the camera work saves the windmill one. Yeah. And then when they, when they light the windmill on fire,
1: um, it's just, it is a giant, awesome spectacle to end the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you see the monster coming in and out of the flames. And I thought they did that really well Um, for, for the technology they had at the time. It, it, you really kind of got the, that look of the monster going in and out of the flames. And and it was like, you almost got a surreal effect to it i thought yeah um, no
2: i I, that, I mean there's you can see the limitations that they worked with but it actually is i think seeing the limitations make that makes it more impressive because you can see how much work they put into doing that and for 1931 is pretty damn amazing
1: yeah and and that windmill when they when they have that the shot of the entire windmill burning and the 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 uh whatever the the, the it's still turning, and that's all on fire. It's just—it's an incredible shot. Yeah, like yep. that was a, a wonderful spectacle to end a movie on. <laughs>
2: My only, only comment on that, and it's after saying it a million times. Those people are standing way too close to that fire. They should have yes. all had second-degree burns <laughs> from where they were standing. <laughs> yes, that
1: I didn't. I did kind of notice that too, <laughs> but I thought that the. I I, I think. I thought that the silhouette effect that they were going for was worth having. Yes, oh, it's you are. I have no argument with the imagery at all. Um, and and that's that's it. Really, they they burn the monster in in the uh, and and you know, going back to what you said earlier, this kind of feels more like a tragedy to me for the monster than anyone else. It is. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I always thought so. Or
2: I wouldn't say always, but in uh, my later viewings and my appreciation for the film, it, uh, it certainly is for me.
1: The only one that wins in this is Victor. Cause <laughs> now he gets the check. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that was Frankenstein. Uh, a little note. They, they actually showed the cast credits after. Yep. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. they said, if, you know, the cast was good enough that they should be showing the, the, the credits again. Um, and that's about it. Uh, we have, uh, I, I'm going to s- just say this was, this was fun to watch again. I hadn't watched this in a while and it, it was, it was fun. Uh, thought the cinematography was really good. I thought that the script was good for its time. Uh, had a little bit of, I think it even had camp for its time. The humor that it had was, was fun. Um, the acting was <laughs> it was uh you know a lot of the same folks that we've seen putting on another good show mm-hmm. um and the production values were much higher than dracula They they spent a lot more money in this movie than they did into dracula
2: I uh, yeah i think that's part of it and i also think they learned a lot with um the the whole using the use of sound being a talk dracula being the first talkie horror movie i think they they saw it's like they really saw the potential after finishing Dracula and, and did instantly with this movie, take it to the next level. Yes. And it's instantly, I mean,
1: Dracula was out in February. This came out in November. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's like eight months, right. they, not right. even that sorry. That's yeah. It's eight months. Yep. That's, um, I know that they did movies faster back then. The movie was only 70 minutes. Was, yeah. Whatever. But, but I don't care. I mean, that that's a lot of, of progression in one, uh, you know, one movie's worth. Yep. I agree. Um, let's see, I'm just going through my notes here quick, just to make sure I didn't uh, miss anything or didn't
2: have anything. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. I got a couple of historical things that I jotted down as we were talking just to bring them up. Um, first and foremost, and you guys may know these from just the history of the movie, but Bella Lugosi was originally cast as the monster. Mm -hmm. Yes, I knew that. So far to the point that the first poster had his name on it, which... Oh, really? Yeah. Which, I mean, just the look, I mean, they are two different faces. uh, Boris Karloff is so thin and... uh, Sharp edges? I don't know how you would describe that. Strong cheekbones and... His face is
1: fairly angular.
2: Yeah, and Bella goes is a little little rounder, a little softer. uh, Works for both of them. I I can't imagine... Although we will see it later, uh, Bella Lugosi as the monster. I I just can't... It's really hard for me to think that the image of Frankenstein would be as... It's so... Everybody knows it to this day. Yeah. Like almost 100 years later. I mean, it, that sounds extreme, but it's not that far off when you really no. think about it. I don't think there's anybody that doesn't know Frankenstein's monster, whether they've seen the movie or not and what it looks like. I oh, mean, yeah. You hold a picture in front of them, they'll say, they may call him Frankenstein, they might make that right. mistake, but that's, that's nothing. They know exactly what the story is and who it is. Um, yeah. and I just, I don't know. I, and it may, again, I, it, it, we will, we won't know, but it might, I just have a hard time believing <laughs> Bela Lugosi following up Dracula with the image, you know, of Dracula having the same actors, two of these huge stand the test of time, iconic characters. I wonder if they both with us st- stood the test of time. So, well, if it was the same guy, yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I know that yeah. uh, I'm happy that went with work. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and, and it worked. It <laughs> obviously worked out very well for them. Yep. But um. But yeah, that's a it's a nice exercise in thought. Yeah. Um.
0: And it would be interesting to know what Pierce would have done with the makeup true, differently.
2: True, yeah. On the
0: different shaped <laughs> face, because oh. it is the makeup that is so. We, iconic we could I mean, talk about the for makeup
2: f- for another hour i could just talk about I'm that sure. I mean, and plus yeah. <laughs> you know, another thing with bars carlos, carlos face um he had a a bridge in his back molars which he took out so that his one side of his cheek right. was sunk in you wouldn't have had that with dracula
0: right
2: right, right. Yeah. um you probably i'm sure you guys know about the 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 removal re-edition removal re-edition of the i know now i know what it's like to be godline right yes uh, yeah uh I forget the controversy or the the. Oh, they, just the that it was out. It up. was the censors had them take it out. And it was put back in in later releases. Right. It, was, it was taken out in some city releases later, and eventually it was put back in. I don't know what year. Um, obviously, and by the time we it made a tone video in our generation, but that's <laughs> and I could see that. I mean, it's you know, in some circles today in 2017, that would probably upset some people.
0: It would, yeah. It would still be a. Somewhat of a controversy
2: at this point. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck him. <laughs> You know the? Um, <laughs> did you hear the story of Boris uh, Boris Karloff being casted? No. Okay. This is this is probably my favorite story because you kind of feel bad for him, but you, I don't so much because Boris Karloff one of those few actors that that's typecast most of the rest of his life on this, but he embraces it because with, he he always said without the monster he would have had no career. Uh, James Wells, I thought, oh man, was it? It was either James Wells or the original director. I think it was James Wales well, by the time James Well took over the picture again. James Well was in the Universal Studios. Uh, they're working on hammering out the details of the movie. They hadn't cast the monster, or Bella Lugosi had dropped out, so they needed to cast the monster. They actually saw Boris Karloff in the commissary eating, and he wanted to talk to him right away and do a screen test. That's not such a great story wow. except for the fact that boris karloff thought that he looked rather handsome that day as opposed to any other day in a commentary, and was kind of a little upset that at his handsomest <laughs> he was still thought of as a monster
0: <laughs>
1: okay um Oops. i i get that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um. kind of yeah, it kind of bother me too. If I, thought I was look looking in the more mirror and, and go, "Damn,
2: this—I look, look. My hair's right. My suit is right. I don't know what's up with my skin. There's a glow. This is going to be a good day, sir." We'd like to have you screen test for the monster. Wait, what? <laughs> of course, he had to said all that in a British accent. <laughs> um, Karen, the one conversation I ha- I have been dying to have with you, uh, Treehouse of Horrors. Did you, when Edward Van Sloan came out to introduce the movie, did you finally recognize that that is I exactly did. how March in, Marge introduced the very first Treehouse of Horrors?
0: I did immediately. I was like, oh. How awesome is that really to finally okay. see
2: the origins of something that yes. you've watched for literally your entire life?
0: Yes. Yeah. I, Actually, I know that, that they, they pull from classic movies all the time and yep. they talk about it, but I never Never knew where that came from.
1: Yep, that's that. Yeah, that was actually my first note, and I skipped right over <laughs> it. Was that that whole warning message? They, um, not that, not that it was not the comparison to Triassic of Horrors, but just the fact that they had the warning warning message, much, and that it was right. worked into the sort of the storyline really well.
2: Yep. Um, yeah, Simpsons do that for like the first three or four years. The best being Homer when he does it the third year, and he goes, "Now nah, I know a lot of people out there get upset." Mostly religious types.
0: Yeah, And then he calls the audience chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go <laughs> ahead, turn it off.
2: And my final final little bit, uh, I don't even think this is history. This is trivia, and this is brilliant trivia. I've never actually heard this in bar trivia, but it needs to be. In real life, without makeup or costume, Colin Clive is one inch taller than Boris Korloff. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> isn't that weird to think about? <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Yeah. So I bet you, Boris Carl, you know, like we were saying for the fight scenes, I bet you he was having having a rough time moving around in that costume. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Wow. All right. Um, Let's jump into AJ Chen related. Um, Yeah. I actually.
2: This could be (laughs) a while.
1: I'm I'm going to defer to Matt on a lot of this because I didn't actually go through the years and do this again. I was ill prepared for Um, this part. So. I I know that the 91 advertisements and media had him in it. I know that 95 Universal House of Horrors he was in, 96 Universal's New House of Horrors he was in, 97 Universal's Main Museum of Horror, uh, sorry, Universal's Museum of Horror he was in, 98 Museum of Horror, Chamber of Horrors, Uh, 99 Universal's Creature Features in 3D, Um, 2000 Universal Classic, Classic Monster Mania, 2015 jack presents obviously because he was he had a great room in that one and then for uh 2016 for 26 um they had him in the uh only die-in wait wait Did that they, was 2015 yeah it was 2015 no, 15,
2: yeah. mm-hmm. that no was 2015? he no he the frankenstein well dr
1: frankenstein was no, Frankenstein's was? monster was in The All Night Night. I only got to see the black and white one. I never saw the color one, and he was... I don't yeah. remember the monster. I remember the doctor. Mm, I thought I thought the monster was in it. Mm. Might have to go back to pictures <laughs> now. Anyway, those are the ones that I knew of, um, and I didn't really start digging. Do you know of any others, Matt?
2: Off top of my head... Um well, he used to be one of the. Um, this isn't Halloween Horror Nights directly, although the attraction was open. Sometimes he was one of the uh, performers. I think from the very get go, at least the ones that I've always seen of uh, Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review. Ah, uh, yes. There was there was two I wanted to mention, and they may have been on your list because I, I I couldn't. I heard what you said, but I couldn't put numbers to names. I did want to okay. mention if you, if you hadn't, I, I want to, or if you have, I want to elaborate on them. Uh, Halloween Hard Nights nineteen, which we have not covered yet. They had two reimagining houses. It's like the creative team actually took uh, these two classic characters and what what would it be today? What would that movie be, and how would we make that movie into a maze, even though the movie didn't exist? Very interesting creative uh, challenge, I think. One was Dracula called mm-hmm. Legacy and Blood, the other was Frankenstein Creation of the Damned, and that was very heavy electrical, special effect, lighting effects, LEDs, all kinds of really cool shit. That's going to be cool to talk about when we get to it. Um, Well, 22, I wanted to mention which was on your list. I heard it. Universal's House of Horrors. I only wanted to mention because that was one of the very few times I've been startled. I've never been like the from head to toe scared, actually experiencing genuine fear, except in that house. That might be I don't want to say it's the only time, it's the only time I remember. And it was when it was the it was the Frankenstein Monsters room. He was in a long, long hallway with beams ahead of him. And when he'd come towards you, the lights would go out, and as the light would come back on, he had broke through a beam, you'd hear the sound, you'd see the lights, and you'd see him coming at you. I know full well this guy's not gonna touch me. I know full well he's not even gonna yeah. get close to me. But that <laughs> whole trick of the light and the sound and him approaching me because the conga line kinda slowed down there, I was genuinely experiencing fear at that point and that's one of my greatest memories from Halloween Horror Nights <laughs> that is awesome but other than that i mean there's just uh, i don't think i could do a, a comprehensive i don't maybe between the 3 of us we might get it close or get the list together i don't think one person could do a comprehensive list starting this late in the coverage you would have to have been documenting this from halloween horror nights yeah. or from fright nights the, the, he is in it so much yeah. And I was trying to hit the highlights, Absolutely. right? I mean, yeah, but, and that's that's about you know, that's about the that's about the best I could do too if I was doing it.
1: All right, let's let's wrap up with uh, what we thought and do our our reviews of this one. And I think um I honestly want to know what you thought, Karen. Uh you're the only one of us that, that hadn't watched this one before. So it's curious to me how you rate this and and how it stacked up against Dracula.
0: Um Well, I did enjoy it, um, but I didn't, I want to say I didn't quite in, enjoy it as much as, as Dracula. Hmm. Um, okay. I mean, the more we talk about it, the more I, I, I'm liking it, but I think I went into it with uh, Dracula. I had no expectations when I went into it, but this one, I think I had more expectations having seen some later versions of frankenstein um unfortunately so i don't know i just if i guess part of it was the 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 reveal in the beginning just felt really slow compared to dracula and it is and there's a reason for it and there's a purpose for it and the more we talk about it the more it makes sense um but i did i did like it i did enjoy i did like looking at um the the makeup and the scenery and how all of that is put together and done for such an early early in movie history time frame and cool
1: so how many neck bolts are the, how many are out <laughs> of five neck bolts
0: <laughs> um i would say four out of five i mean it still gets a high rating for sure okay good
1: cool how about you, Matt? I mean, we know we know you 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 love them all, but oh, yeah. what's
2: what's your rating of this one? Oh yeah, I mean, I just I just love this movie. It's one another one I could just watch at any point. I mean, I it's an easy five out of five. I don't I can't imagine there's going to be many that we have on our list that do that aren't going to be. Um, I do is, I I will note um, our friend Danny has asked. She said she's really curious what my favorite one is. This is not it. We're still not there yet. Um, cool. I'll, I'll give you a hint, and it it's kind of going to give it away. But what the hell? If it wasn't for this movie, my favorite would have never been made. So we're getting there. It's not it. Oh, yet, though. yeah.
1: Okay. I think I, I think I know. Um. Yeah. It's it's got to be. Well. Okay. So we'll talk about pairs of neck bolts. This is like <laughs> four and a half pairs of neck bolts. so Like it it's like nine neck bolts out of ten neck bolts from me. Um. There was just a few things that. That uh, after watching, you know, after watching it with a critical eye after all these years, that just kind of went, mm, you know, that took me out of it. Um, Dracula, I think, was was such a, a, a refreshing surprise to me, and and I there there's a lot of cool things I liked. This one has a couple of clumsy scenes that just take a tiny bit away from it. I still love this movie. It is so much fun. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's it's. It's only 70 minutes, and it's 70 minutes that I have to keep remembering to put these on my my every year at Halloween must-watches, because otherwise they fall off. Yep. All right, so... That is That has been Frankenstein. I hope you enjoyed listening to, Franken, to, listening to us gab about Frankenstein as much as we uh, enjoyed doing it and enjoyed watching it. Uh, we hopefully will not be away for as long next time. We
2: will be coming back with The Mummy. Ah, cool. Another Boris Karloff. This yeah. is where we actually get to, not that we didn't see, and we didn't really talk much about his acting. Maybe that it might be better to talk about it in The Mummy because it compared the two, but for yeah. what he did, amazing i don't want to slight. I, I don't want to go without saying that no
1: no i mean like i said he he uh, uh he pioneered that classic monster yep. gate and that that you know that uh, that slow but but deadly monster i mean it's it's, it's a it was a, um emoting pure power really yeah because it wasn't a fast monster it wasn't really it was just pure strength and power yeah. like brute force so uh did a great job
2: yeah um, since actually since you mentioned since it was a little longer than we intended, um, you know, stuff just happens. I did want to I was writing down because I posted the picture that we were doing Frankenstein about an hour and a half before we recorded. And I am was still very surprised that how many people are following and, and waiting and, and still listening to the show, even with our long break. So I wanted to do a quick shout out to everyone that acknowledged that post Uh, because we certainly appreciate you waiting for us. So big thanks, and not limited to, of course, thanks to everyone that listens, but big thanks to Darren, to Stu, Matt, Kenny, Kevin, Casey, Maddie, Marsha, Mike, Cody, Taylor, Dave, Simon, Paul, Herschel, and Derek. These are all the people that had posted by the time I sat down to record tonight. And like I said, just – Holy crap. Yeah, really, really yeah. happy <laughs> to see that these long pauses, uh, that you're you're sticking with us because we really appreciate that. I, I, I I'm really do. I'm speaking for all of us. I'm sure I'm right, though. Yes. <laughs> but you guys can go oh, yeah. ahead. <laughs> so thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone that listens as
1: well. Yeah, the long pauses are are honestly they're not intentional. They nope. just uh, yeah. their
2: life getting in the way sometimes. That's yeah, That's exactly it. And I think everybody that sticks in and hangs in knows exactly how that goes. So yep, that's cool. So um, but also to any of those people and anyone else listening that is Orlando based or goes to Orlando for Mardi Gras, I will be at Mardi Gras most of the weekends. I'll certainly post it on. All our social media pages, uh, Twitter being the big one for Catacombs of Halloween Hard Nights when I'm there. Uh, the only weekend I won't be is the weekend of 10th, 11th, and 12th, because I'll be with you two in Philadelphia. But that's a different right. show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but all, almost all of Mardi Gras, I'll stop by either for the parade, for a concert, or just the swing by, because that's my second favorite event. Uh, next Which to concert are you going to, Matt?
0: <laughs>
2: I'm going to Living Newton-John. I am not ashamed to say it you should be Uh, nope not at all I was at the wrong age when she was a hit to go to a concert then it was uncool to see her in concert now I'm at an age where I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me going to Olivia Newton-John concert so this is the second time I've seen her in concert and I'm going to enjoy it as much as I did the first time although I'm leaving before that grease shit god I can't stand that stuff (laughs) (laughs) I'm probably going to the All-American Rejects too there's a couple there's obviously a ton of other shows those are the two I'm going to really try to try to get to well no try i'm going to that one and i don't care what anyone says very cool yeah all right well with that i will say thank you to everyone that has listened like quinn said we'll be back with the mummy and you never know i mean today i don't know what you guys have been seeing on twitter this week but rumors are flying abound from i think one picture that i don't even know if it came from the halloween hard nights account or not but I've seen the picture no floating around I've seen the speculation I've seen the rumors Who knows what could come up Even if we record next week Who knows what could come up Between now and then <laughs> And of course you know If that happens We will get to the microphone And record about that But uh, if that doesn't happen We'll be back with the mummy And we'll be back with anything else Halloween Hard Nights related Of course uh, Between those recordings Which may or may not happen Wow, did I just talk myself Into a corner on that one Didn't I? Good, Karen, laughing me.
0: Surprise! Surprise! Yeah, go ahead.
2: I was like, I was like, I think I was halfway through that, going, "Oh yeah, what about time? I'll get out of this." Karen's gonna be cracking up, but it wouldn't be a show if I didn't do something, some kind of, and that one what? too. Exactly. the <laughs> exact. If there's no other reason to listen, it's to listen to try to Matt intro and or outro a show. So there you go. Tune in next time when Matt puts himself into a new corner in ways you can't even possibly imagine. So until that happens, thanks again, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you in that next episode. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Newsaz Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, and follow our Twitter account at newsaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Newsaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash newsaz. Thanks for listening.